Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Brendan with Evoke Bike. So, you know that feeling? I think any cat, one or two, uh, woman or man here knows that feeling when they started coming into their own and getting some success and they got invited on the group ride that was the fast people in town. You know, probably other ones, twos, threes. There's usually like a smaller group sometimes that does their own thing. You know, they still come to the big rides, but when they have a more serious training ride, sometimes they just do it on their own because it's easier. There's, you don't have to wait for other people. There's less people to flat, et cetera, et cetera. And I had an athlete that got invited to one. And I, I remember thinking back, like getting asked to do a ride. I was so pumped. You just like want to go and do well and learn and soak up and like be around what the successful people in your metro area are doing. That is the value. I could end the podcast right here. That learning from faster people, if you want to get as good as like just in business and anything like in life, you know, you want to rub shoulders with people better than you. It's uh, you never want to be the big fish and you always want to try to be seeing someone that's better and understanding what are they doing? How do they get here? How can I apply that to myself? And so the reason I want to post this one is just how do you organize these in your calendar? Because he made, I like this athlete in that the way his thinking was, was he was planning to do a three hour endurance ride that he can usually do with a few other people at a a group ride. And he had made the comment that he had avoided this ride that he got invited to before because he didn't want to overdo it. And he figured he'd be riding like way outside of endurance. Um, But decided to try it out. He's been having some success in some early races on the strategy front. He's realizing how much power he actually does have in terms of his ability versus his category. And the one thing that came up again was, you know, uh, the ride felt like I knew I could do it, but the one thing is like it never lets off the gas. You just are consistently going. And he actually had a three-hour lifetime PR from this small group ride. Um, He says at times it really only felt like 80 to 85% of another group ride's pace that he does, but it's just that it was that for longer. There's such a great amount of value in that in going longer at a consistent pace. I know a lot of people don't like to do that. They don't find a group that does that. That's the one issue with a group ride. The other thing though that is great about a group ride when you're riding with faster people or said differently, more experienced people learn, like watch what they do. You know, you see different things in pedal stroke. You might see different things in when they eat or how they eat or like I remember you know Patrick and I used to ride together in Nashville all the time and one thing we're very different riders um, in terms of our power profile and I remember watching him and we would do some like one minute efforts or if we were going after a KOM like how he would handle the bike and how just watching how deep he went helped me go deeper like I thought I was going really hard and I was like god he Like we actually sit and stand at different times and like I was trying different things and trying to match up like what he does to how I do things. And like eventually I think that was really a big thing in me finding a way to break through like one minute power, which has always been a weakness for me. And it actually turned out to be, I don't know if I'd say the strength. It's not bad though. It's like I'm good at it now for where I was in comparison. So it's like riding with other people that are at your level or higher, you can just learn so much. Now, the other thing, obviously, um, he had said that he was, uh, his comment here is, 
you know, I know that these rides will probably get harder as these guys get more fit as we roll into the season. So this isn't a good choice to keep it dialed firmly in the Z2, but if I'm okay with an all over the place endurance tempo with some efforts, I think there's value in the training. Definitely 100% agree with that, you know, for the reasons we all mentioned. Um, the other side is, is that you just want to be careful of how you organize this into your schedule because if you were planning endurance, this is definitely not an endurance ride. Um, it's great that they did have about 30% zone one, which I'm okay with on a group ride like this because most of it was, let's see here, got the file open. He has like 30% of tempo threshold and then like 20, 18% of VO2 max or higher. So it's a hard ride. You're going to get 30% uh, zone one. Yeah, that's to be expected. And so that has to be counted obviously as an intense session. So the comment I had to him is, okay, how do we reshuffle some things? Because there are a couple other group rides that he likes, not only for the social side, but for the skill side. Also, you know, just being a human being and like riding with other people. We need to make sure that we're not just becoming group ride Joey who only goes to group rides because his, if you're new, you can get fitness from it, but that literally you're just working out. So this guy is getting strong enough into a point where we need to work on some very specific things for him because he's finding himself in a position to be able to get on the podium and we need to dial in some of those efforts. Like, And for him, it's understanding how deep to go how to understand riding that red line like a race winner workout where you're doing 200 acceleration for 30 seconds falling directly into threshold and then sprinting for the win he doesn't have that dialed yet and also confidence is a thing of like understanding how to stay confident in your move that you're executing when you look back and you see six dudes chasing you or six women chasing you like you need to believe that you are the boss and that you're going to go get it because you've done this in training because you've done five five of these in training on a tuesday you know that when you're 2000 kj in of your cat three race you can unleash this and you're going to be successful believe in yourself right that's why the training has to be so damn hard like I've said it before, I've had a handful of people that are like, dude, man, I hate how much you make me rest, but I also hate how hard you make me go on a Tuesday. And I'm like, well, go really hard on a Tuesday and the race isn't that bad. Um, I think that comes with when we say, allow yourself to be surprised in the success that you find on the bike. A lot of that comes from the fact that you're going so hard on certain specific workouts. In order to be able to do those sessions, you can't beat every group ride because while you're gaining fitness, gaining fitness just means you're also getting tired. So you go to a Tuesday group ride, you go to a Saturday group ride, you might not be totally crushing on Wednesday's intervals and that might be what you need. So you need to, I'm not saying, oh God, I almost said I'm not saying group rides are bad. Too many group rides are bad. You need to just weigh the cost benefit of everything, right? Like what are you learning at the group ride? What is it improving? What's that cost, you know, what does that cost you? What else could you be working on? You know, so if you're the hammer at the group ride, there's a good chance you probably shouldn't be at the group ride unless you ride before the group ride and you do a bunch of stuff and you're at the group ride just to add on some extra intensity to simulate a race or, you know, whatever it might be. If you're the nail on the group ride, that group ride's definitely probably a good session for all the reasons we've talked about from learning, but from the intensity. So, you know, just always ask yourself, like on the micro level in a race, you should be able to ask yourself at any second, why am I pedaling? 
And if you don't understand why, then you probably should be coasting because you're trying to conserve, conserve, conserve. On the macro level, ask yourself every workout, like, why am I doing this? You're probably working on a physiological system. You're probably working on a weakness. You might be trying to double down on a strength, but like, and or it might be that you need a social ride, but just understand the cost and the benefit of each one. And it's the more you plan it out and the more you visually look at it or however you absorb and take in information. For me, I want to see it on a calendar. A great example is someone might email me or text me about a workout. And I'm like, yo, let me get in front of the computer because I want to see the big picture. Like just what you did yesterday and what you do tomorrow does not answer to me how we adjust things. I want to know what are the races? What's the past two weeks? Like it, it all ties together. And then I'm going to ask myself, okay, what's the cost if we move this session? What's the benefit if we move this session? Maybe we skip this session. Maybe, you know, so it's always this, it's kind of like a different version of turning the dials when we talk about like sprinting versus FTP, VO2 max, VLA max, da, 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 da. All right. 10 minutes or less. Go get it. Monday. Aye.